Good morning and welcome to a Saturday, August the 13th or 14th. I don't know. I don't know what day it is. Yeah, I guess it's Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's Saturday. The yeah. sun's shining. It's a beautiful day. The Lord has provided uh, us. So uh, what better activity than to sit around the, the morning dinner table and do a podcast and learn something about Galatians. That's the way I got it figured. How about you? Uh, same here. Okay, then we're going to get to it here. But before we do, uh, we'd like to welcome our newest foreign country that we know of that is listening. We'd like to welcome Panama to wow. our to our listeners list. Uh, we Bienvenido, I think, is the way you'd say that. Is that the name of the city? Be, no, no. Oh. Bienvenido is welcome. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> if we're going to have fun, let's giggle a little bit. Okay? Oh, yeah. I tell you. yeah yes, uh, probably there may be a city named Bienvenido in Panama. But <laughs> but uh, regardless, we, we are glad to have Panama listening. Uh, we hope you're blessed by listening. Um, today, Pastor has, uh, has uh, a, a lesson in from Galatians chapter 4. Uh, and I happen to have some insider information, ladies and gentlemen, that, that uh, I want to pass on to you. After we're done with Galatians chapter 4, I'm pretty sure Pastor is going to want to do a an entire podcast segment on two separate doctrines. That go together. That, that actually are codependent doctrines. That's right. Uh, and those would be the doctrines of adoption yep. and inheritance. Ooh. So uh, this Saturday, Galatians 4, coming up shortly. Next Saturday, adoption and inheritance. The spiritual adoption and inheritance doctrine. So right. don't miss it. You're going to love it. Uh, but until then... Let's begin with Galatians chapter 4. Pastor Dick Chamberlain, the floor is yours, sir. That's right. It's nice hardwood floor, and it's been recently polished. Okay, enough of the lightheartedness. We finished um, Galatians chapter 3, and I'm going, to, um, I'm going to refer back to that before we get into chapter 4. Now, remember... The book of Galatians was written to uh, churches, more than one church. There were churches in Galatia. Uh, Galatia, just by way of review, uh, was, a, uh, was a section of, uh, of Asia Minor that was settled by uh, Celts from what we now know as France. At, at that time, it was known as Gaul, and so that's why this region was called Galatians. And so at being Anglicized, it's, it's called Galatians. And so that's what the kind of people that were there, European Celts. Uh, so anyway, uh, now the key thought in all of the book of Galatians is um, he's writing to the churches because uh, as he's visiting them again, or, or is going to visit them again by writing, he said he's heard that they were 
that they were adding to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what they were adding, we find out, and we're going to see more and more of, that what they were adding was the law of Moses. Uh, and uh, so they were, uh, they were harking back and, and slouching back to the weak and beggarly elements of the law, um, either to be saved or to enhance their salvation. I don't know how you can enhance it. Yeah, and that's what Paul was saying. And he's chiding them, and now he's loving them, and, uh, but he's, uh, he's giving them a history uh, of how they got saved, why they got saved, uh, you know, and, and what was the purpose of the law. And the purpose of the law was to bring uh, conviction uh, to men to draw them to the Lord Jesus Christ. No man is justified by the law. Uh, Paul clearly states it in Galatians chapter 3. The law does not justify or make righteous anybody. And the reason is that no one can keep the law of God because they have the Adamic sin nature with which they were born. And that has to be taken care of by salvation, uh, by grace, through faith, and not the works of the law. And so he's teaching them that again. Um, so let's, um, let's go back to Galatians chapter 3. We'll read the last several verses. It says, um, uh, it says in verse 21, Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. The law has nothing to do with, uh, with negating or enhancing the promises of God. And the promise, the first promise was made to uh, Abraham. And um, so he says, is a law against the promises of God? God forbid, for if there had been a law given, which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. But the scripture hath concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe, mm -hmm. regardless of the law. But before faith came, oh, we were kept under the law, shut up into the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Well, when was that going to be revealed? It says, wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. You can see that very plainly in Romans chapter 3, verse 20. And then it says in verse 5, but after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster, which is the law. By the way, um, the law is mentioned, oh gosh, 20 sometimes in, in the book of Galatian. Um, and, uh, and, and, by contrast, the Holy Spirit is mentioned 17 times in faith, many more times than that. It says, but after faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster, for ye are all, the, the saved people in Galatia, children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. 
For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Wow, you get a new position and and a new garment. (laughs) Spiritually. Mm -hmm. It says, and by the way, being baptized, this is not water baptism. The word baptized means to immerse. Mm -hmm. And so by faith, not by the law, but by faith, you've been immersed into Jesus Christ. Okay. And in verse 28 of chapter 3 says, there's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Everybody is the same. And they are born the same. And they are born to be with with the servitude to sin, which comes from breaking the law which everybody has. For instance, thou shalt not bear false witness, the law says. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never lied. <laughs> Once you say that, guess what you are? A liar. A liar. Yeah, that's right. And, and my wife is sitting here, and she knows where I'm going. We've been together 41 years, and, and we've been teaching the Bible for that, that many years, haven't we, honey? Yeah. It says... Um, and it says in verse 29, and if, if you be Christ's, then are you Abraham's seed? How are we Abraham's seed? Because the promise, the original promise was given to Abraham, who, by the way, was the first person ever Uh, known as a Hebrew. You find that in Genesis chapter 14. And ye are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So the promise to Abraham and the promise to us. Genesis 12. Yeah. And we're heirs. We are in the will. We will inherit things. And so uh, it's my uh, it's my intention, and I think we're going to do it. Is we're going to go through chapter four, which will start in just a moment, uh, and we'll and we'll zero in on some particular verses. Now, in some of those verses, uh, I found some words that I want to deal with, particularly aside from uh, the book of Galatians, and teach them as major doctrines which we need to know. And they're precious. And as we go along today, uh, listen in carefully because you'll see what we're going to do in uh, in a subsequent podcast. Now, chapter four, verse one. Now I say that the heir and by the way, you become an heir. You're getting God's will. Uh, Now. I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. Listen, when you're a babe in Christ, I got to tell you, you don't get perfect. Babies are not perfect. (laughs) They cry. They can't go to the bathroom themselves. They have to have their diapers changed. They have to be breastfed or or uh, bottle fed, uh, and and they can't talk yet. 
all they can do is well, I don't know that that's that might be more close to perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Okay. okay all right. All right. <laughs> you don't want to go back, do you? No. Not personally. No. <laughs> okay. He says, so So you're, uh, a child differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. But because the moment you're born again, you become a child, an immature cry baby child of God uh, through the new birth. Um, given to us by faith in Jesus Christ, God's son. So he's differed nothing from a servant, though he is Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors in the until the time appointed of the father. By the way, are you saved? Yes. Yes. If you're saved, you need to join or, or, or joined to a local fundamental, independent, New Testament, Bible-preaching church with a pastor and, 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 uh, uh, and leadership elders uh, as the governing body. You need to do that. And that'll help you to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, while the law was your schoolmaster, now you're under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. When you're a baby, you're under bondage. Yeah, yeah, you have to be helped. You, you can't change your own diapers. Uh, you, you don't know exactly how you can't know. You have no teeth, can't you? But as you grow, as you grow, uh, you leave, you begin to leave the bondage of sin and the elements of the world. And then it says in verse four, but when the fullness of the time was come, oh, the time has already come to take us out of servitude and lead us into adulthood. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law. Wow. The only person, the only human being that has ever kept the whole law of God was God's own son, Jesus Christ. He was made under the law, and he kept it. And he says, here's the purpose, to redeem them. What does it mean to be redeemed? The word redeem means to buy back. Mm -hmm. To buy back, you people, out of servitude, out of bondage to the law, out of the slavery, slavery excuse me, the slavehood of sin, and Jesus came to buy you back from that. To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Now, in a separate podcast, in our next one, which will be next Saturday, I suspect. Is that correct, Curtis? Yes, be sure you tune in. Because we're going to deal specifically and particularly with the doctrine 
of adoption. It's a precious doctrine. I know people that have adopted children. I'll talk about that in just a moment. It says that we might receive the adoption of sons. Romans chapter 8 talks about adoption in verse 15. Look at Romans chapter 8. Verse 15, uh, it says here, For ye have not received... Well, let's go to verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And that's us, the saved. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again. So see here, Paul's using the same terminology, about the same bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and we are the children of God by adoption. What a precious doctrine. Curtis, now we're going to, I'm just going to give you an example of what we're going to do uh, on our next podcast. Uh, we have friends, Sharon and I, and you uh, all, we all know Steve and Sharon. We're not going to give their last names. They had three children yep. born to uh, Steve and Sharon. Steve was the, the conceiver and, and Sharon was the receiver. And they gave birth to three children, two boys and a girl. And I know them. And those kids are all saved. Um, and when they got to be close to adulthood, Steve and Sharon had a wonderful, wonderful, compassionate heart. And they decided to become foster parents. And they discovered that there was a little baby that had been neglected, abused, forgotten. A baby. And they took this little girl into their home and, and as a foster child. Later on, they fell so much in love with her, they decided to adopt her. And I'll tell you more about that in, uh, in, our, sub, in our next, in our next um, podcast. It's a wonderful, wonderful story. And Steve and Sharon, I'm not using your last names. You know who you are. Okay. And so... Back to Galatians chapter 4, uh, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because, it, see these, there's some key words in the Bible. It help you to help you to uh, uh, zero in on these key words. And because you are sons, and for no other reason, by the way, because you are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit, of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Isn't that out That's wonderful. Now listen, uh, if you want to have a study on the Holy Spirit, you go to two places. The first one is Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 19 times yeah. in just one chapter. We see uh, the, the Holy Spirit. If you want to know about the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, you read and study Romans chapter 8. Oh, if you also want to know uh, a lot about the Holy Spirit, you read John chapters 14, 15, and 16. So get these, get these uh, references down and, and do your study. And uh, so your sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts. And by the way, once you get saved, 
the Holy Spirit of God indwells you. And, and by one of the things that he does is he leads you and guides you into all truth. So you want to know the truth? Get saved and you'll get the Holy Spirit and yield yourselves to the Holy Spirit. And the, it was the Holy Spirit um, uh, who gave the inspiration of the, of the Bible, dictated the word of God to holy men of God. And it, it, it's, it's just a wonderful doctrine. And so it, it continues. Therefore, verse 7, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Sharon and I have a will, a written one. By the way, Curtis, you're in it because you're a son. That's right. But what about that? What about that little girl that was adopted by Steve and Sharon? She's got their last name now and she's in the will just as if she were the natural born daughter. Howbeit then, when you knew that, when you knew not God, you did serve with unto them which by nature are no gods. Before you got saved, you were you were a slave to sin. You were servants to sin. And then he says, but now I love the word of God, don't you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you pay attention to these yes, right. to these uh, key words. But now, after that, you have known God. And then he says this or rather are known of God. Oh, I love that. I, I, I know God. I don't, I don't know him as good as I like to, but I study his word every day. Sharon will tell you that. And, uh, and the more I know about God, the more I love him. And so it's good to know God. But, but Paul says, um, uh, after, after you have known God, or rather are known of God, he knows me. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that scares the bejeebers out of me sometimes. <laughs> and I have to stop and say, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, you know I'm weak. Please, uh, you know. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace. <laughs> we have to. Sure. He says, or rather are known of God. How turned you again? to the weak and beggarly elements. Mm -hmm. And he's talking to the law, which is so weak it can't justify anybody. Can't. Why do you turn to that again? And then he says, whereunto you desire again to be in bondage. <laughs> you want to be a slave to the law again? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Why are you adding keeping the law why would you possibly want to return to bondage? Why would you? Yeah. Wow. So, and so he's chiding them, but he does it out of love for them. And he did love them and does love them. The apostle Paul loves those people. Uh, by the way, we'll see how he loved them in just a minute. I think if, uh, time, if time permits me. Yeah. And, and Curtis is looking at me with, uh, with a little doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. He says, you observe, in verse 10, you observe days and months and times and years. In other words, they have certain times which they worship. Well, what is today? Saturday? October 14th? I mean, uh, no, October. 
October. August fourteenth. <laughs> See, I don't observe it. And, and 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 are we worshiping the Lord on Saturday? After all, that's the Sabbath, isn't it? <gasps> well, we might, we might, but we do not honor that day above any other day. Every day has twenty-four hours, and if you're alive, you're breathing twenty-four hours, and. Uh, and if you're alive, you still have the sin nature, and it has to be taken care of by salvation, by grace, through faith, and not the law. It seems easy to say, but Paul said, you're turning back again to holy days. Every day is holy with God. This next verse kind of is, is a bit humorous to me. You know, with what he says to them. Yeah. He says, I'm afraid of you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In verse 11, that's what he says. And by the way, uh, Curtis, uh, I'm teaching this last. Oh, no. no okay. <laughs> You're on. <laughs> I know him, Arnery, and I'm proud of my son for knowing the scriptures. I really am. He says, brethren, he says, I'm afraid of you lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain. Is what I told you all for naught for yeah. crying out loud? How in the world can you do that? You were saved by grace through faith without the law. And now you're going back to the law. You're going to go back to the slaveholder. My goodness. Then he says, brethren, I beseech you. That's that's a, an old English term for I'm begging you, people. I am begging you, brethren. I beseech you, be as I am. Now, what is, is Paul saying? Uh, I'm I'm the uh, you know I'm the example. No, listen to the rest of what he says. He says, "Be as I am, for I am as ye are." We're all sinners. Understand that. Then he says, ye have not injured me at all. It's not me you're hurting by doing this. You're hurting you. You're hitting yourselves. You're putting yourself under bondage again. He says, ye know, verse 13, ye know how through infirmity of the flesh I preached the gospel unto you at the first. What do you mean infirmity of the flesh? Well, if you read your Bible very yeah. much, and especially the book of Acts, and, and the book of Romans, uh, you will understand that Paul had been imprisoned a lot of times. Oh and he'd been locked in chains a lot of times. And he'd been beaten yeah. a lot of times. And he had scars all over his body. And you got to understand, he not only... Yeah, I got to stop banging the pulpit. Kurt <laughs> says, you're thumping. You're being a Bible thumper. Okay. <laughs> I apologize, kind of. Okay. Oh and he said, and he was. Um, uh, and, and so when they saw him, he, he was mutilated, really, and, and scarred up. Mm -hmm. I mean, his body, his face, uh, he, he still, he, he could still see, but not very well. Uh, the Lord gave him back his sight, but I'm sure it was hindered by some of the beatings that he'd gotten while he was in prison for the Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of Philemon, 
Paul starts out that he said, uh, he said he was a prisoner for Christ Jesus. So he said, uh, uh, you know how through infirmity of the flesh, I preached the gospel unto you at the first. And then he says this, and my temptation, which was in my flesh, you despised not. You didn't hate me for being beaten. You welcomed me. He said, uh, you despise not, no rejected, but received me as an angel of God, even in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Wow. Amazing. That's how the Galatians received Jesus Christ. And now they're turning back to a weak and beggarly elements of the law. And he's begging them now. In verse 15, he said, where is then the blessedness you spake of? For I bear you record that if it had been possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and given them to me. I'm going to close this episode with verse 16. You know, that's how much they loved him. He said, am I therefore become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth. Now they were treating him as an enemy. Not that they were beating him again. Not that they were putting him back in prison. But that they were turning themselves into bond servants again to the law. And it hurt Paul to the core. I banged the... I thumped the Bible again. <laughs> we'll be tune, back. Tune in for some more thumping here for oh, the next half hour. Oh, okay. We're going to close this half hour. We'll be back in a minute.